0: last few weeks how are the sconces you imagine the first time he blows a coverage or something, the sconce chant that'll be uh, that'll be erupting throughout the Financial Field? I'm Spike Eskin with you until uh, 2 a.m. A pleasure to be here with you. 888-729-9494 is the Xfinity voice line in pound 9494 on your uh, AT&T and Verizon cell. A couple of uh, very good guests for you tonight, which I'll tell you about in, uh, in just a minute. I'll set up the show for you in a minute as well. However, Jim was gracious enough to uh, hold over... Over from the Ruben Frank program, so I figured I'd get to him. What's going on, Jim? How you doing tonight, Spike? I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: Can't complain. The uh, at the end of his show, there there
1: was that issue about Rollins Howard versus Utley. Right. Okay. Now, if you go on the Phillies website, there's a video on there where Chase Utley teaches a bunch of kids hitting. Oh, I've seen it. Yep, I've seen it. Okay. I mean, Udley went in there and he said he went to uh, a gun somehow and it was a swingshot female softball pitcher. He said he wouldn't even take the bat off his shoulder. He took one look at that ball coming in at 45 feet and he wouldn't even swing. With that, he said something remarkable that I haven't heard in decades. He said to the kids, when I'm up against a real tough left-hander, I have to choke up on the bat. What (laughs) was the worst Billy hitter you ever heard say that? Yeah, you know what
0: I'm saying. Now? Yeah, well, I mean, he's uh, you're just uh, you're just you love Utley, right? Yeah, I saw that. It was a pretty cool segment, especially when you you know Utley's a guy that's always like really quiet media wise. So to see him being personable with kids and right. you know with smiling and stuff like that, you know, it's weird. I, I I don't really I understand that Utley gets treated differently than the other guys do, but I don't I don't really see the free pass thing that everybody else sees when he was no, when he I, was uh, well, no, just hang on one second. When he was uh, when he was out. Out for sixty, however many games he was out last year, uh, and didn't tell the Phillies that his knees were as bad as they were, people were crushing Chase Utley on this radio station. They were crushing him. You know, I don't, I don't know that he gets a free pa- free pass. He might not be criticized as much as Howard or Rollins is, or Rollins or Rollins are. But I don't, I don't know that he gets a free pass from anyone. I don't, I don't yeah. see that.
1: What I see in Outley, which I don't see in the other two, is he's a ball player. Yeah, I, I consider Rollins and Howard—I hate to say it—to be entertainers. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't see it. going to tell them how to hit. <laughs> I, uh, ever since 2008, their game has gone downhill, downhill, downhill.
0: Well, I just think they've gotten older. I, I don't know that it's a uh, it's a they consider themselves entertainers. I'll tell you what, they haven't been entertaining us <laughs> very much the last well, couple of years. If that's what they're doing. For
1: the past four years, one in St. Louis, to one San Francisco when they should have beat them.
0: Yeah, well,
1: and that's tough to take in that 2009 World Series. Of course. I
0: crushed a lot of people. It was a joke. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that. It's, I think they've gotten older. I think that's what's happened. And you know, Howard has gotten older and dealt with injuries, and uh, Jimmy Rollins has just gotten older. So I, I don't know if I see that that way, but I do think, and I do thank you for the call, Jim. I okay. appreciate Bye it. I, I do think of all of those guys. Utley is certainly the guy that will uh, his his uh, his legacy as a Philly will be looked upon most favorably out of Ra- Ra- out of. Uh, rollins howard and utley i think you know utley is the guy that will if there is a face on this era of philly's baseball it'll be chase utley and that's the reason of all of those guys of any guy on the team right now the guy that i think it would hurt to trade the most is utley unless there was some kind of huge offer there um utley is the guy you know i didn't agree with gus's point that he's um he's not Derek jeter clearly but he is sort of the jeter of this organization i guess so he You would take a really huge offer from me to trade Chase Utley. Look, I don't know what to tell you about the Phillies other than this. Over the last year and a half, the Phillies are one game under 500. The Phillies were 500 last year. They are a game under 500 this year. The only possible reason that you could be confused about the Philadelphia Phillies is if you're looking at each individual game too closely. You see, the thing with baseball is that you can't look at each individual game too closely. You can look at a mistake here, a mistake there. but baseball is a game that there's so many uh, instances of it there's so many games that you have to sort of take a step back and look at it and if you're confused at all about the philadelphia phillies if you take a step back a large step back and look at last season and this season from that from that sky view from that bird's eye view the evidence about what the phillies are is very clear and it's right in front of you this team has shown absolutely no evidence that it can go on any sort of run that can put them in playoff contention. Zero at all. Again, a year and a half. I'm not talking about the last week. I'm not talking about the last 10 days. I'm not talking about a 10-game home strand before the All-Star break. I'm talking about the last year and a half where they have lost one more game than they've won. So the truth is, here is the truth. The truth is that they are closer in the standings to the New York Mets than they are to the Atlanta Braves. So you can go and look at the Braves lose and you can go and you can look at the Nationals lose and the Nationals are, 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 don't even matter. Being second place in the National League doesn't get you anything. You can look at the Braves losing, but you have to say to yourself, is it likely that the Phillies are going to make up six and a half games over these last 60 games and no it's not likely at all because they've been an under 500 team for a year and a half this isn't a bad week it's not a bad month it's not a bad two months it's a bad year and a half The key players on the team are getting older and less effective. They're getting less effective either because of injury or because they're just getting older. All right? The team has shown every bit of evidence that they do not have enough major league-ready prospects available okay here's something th- 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 for you to think about you could you could sit and wait for the braves to fall apart and play 500 ball the rest of the year but the phillies have to play 600 ball again over the last year and a half they have played under 500 ball right now the phillies according to fan graphs, have a six percent chance of making the playoffs A 6% chance. So if that's the kind of lottery-type prayer that you'd like to base the rest of this season on in the future of the Phillies, then go ahead because that's what you'd be doing. The fact is that the farm system isn't good enough right now, and that's because the Phillies have traded away many of their key prospects, and also because they have not drafted well over the last five years. The fact is that the Phillies are weighed down by some bad contracts on older and aging players, injured players. And the fact is that the old way of rebuilding through free agency is not reality anymore. That's not how baseball works anymore. The Yankees are going to have to learn that. The Red Sox are going to have to learn that. Even the Dodgers are going to have to learn that because the those players, those great players, do not make it to free agency anymore. The teams that have those players tie those players up before they ever get to free agency. And the guys that do get to free agency are 30 31, 32 years old, and are being given six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year contracts. Think of all of these free agents that have been signed over the last couple of years and ask yourself, would you want their contract? Would you want Josh Hamilton's contract on this team? Albert Pujols, Prince Fielder. Do you want any of those guys? Really? Do you want any of those? Do you want Michael Bourne's deal? Do you want B.J. Upton's deal? Any of those free agents. Think about a big name, big money free agent that signed with a team over the last two years and ask yourself, would you like to add that contract to the contracts that are already suffocating this team? And the tr- the answer is no. Of course you wouldn't want to do that. So the Phillies, if they want. Any hope for the future, especially when you look to see what the Cubs got from Matt Garza today and looked at that deal and that four prospects, four legitimate prospects, that you have to really understand that moving forward, not only are the Phillies, if they want to be successful over the next three years, not only are the Phillies going to have to deal pieces, but they are going to have to deal valuable pieces, not just the junk that you don't want anymore, not just Michael Young, not just Jonathan Papelbon. They're going to have to make a statement that they actually believe in building over I'm not talking about a 5 year plan I'm talking about over the next few years because the reality is is that these players are not getting any better they're only getting worse Chase Utley's only getting worse Jimmy Rollins is only getting worse Ryan Howard's only getting worse Cliff Lee even at his best is only going to get he's not going to get any better. Jonathan Papelbon's getting worse. Who's getting better on this team besides Tom Brown and maybe Ben Revere and those are the guys that are that are paid very little money. So the truth is is that you can't just get better by trading the pieces that you don't want. You have to get better by maybe trading some of the pieces that you do want. That might mean Cliff Lee. You know what I mean? If that's the guy that is going to bring back a hole, then that's what you have to do. I don't know if the front office of the Phillies has the guts to do that. I don't know if they have the guts to trade somebody like Cliff Lee and say to their season ticket holders, we care about your money next year, not just your money the rest of this year. We care about the money in two years from now. But that's what the Phillies are going to have to do. Whether they have the guts to do it, I don't know. But if you'd like, if they'd like to live on the wing and a prayer of a 6% chance of making the playoffs be my guest but it sounds like a really poor way to run a team a really poor way to run a uh, run a company curious to think what you curious to know what you think of that uh, 888-729-9494 the other thing that happened in baseball today Man, I'm not even going to get to the Eagles here. The, the other thing that happened in baseball today is Ryan Braun got uh, finally suspended for 65 games, I think it is, the rest of this season um, because of his part in the whole biogenesis scandal. There's going to be 20 more players, including, of course, A-Rod. First of all, this is a very clear example, is that if you get caught, just admit it. Like there has not been one guy in all of baseball who has been caught, denied it, and then proven that he's done it that's looked good. The only guys that look good, and Andy Pettit is the best example of this, is the minute you get caught, you just say, I'm sorry, and everyone can move on. So that's the the first thing. And then not only did he fight it, but Ryan Braun fought it, like, like disrespectfully. Ryan Braun acted smug when he fought it. Ryan Braun talked talk down to people, said that he'd eventually been proven right, and now look at this. So Ryan Braun might not have looked bad if he had just admitted it at first, but he does because he didn't. Second – um, I won't ever be surprised about anyone. Not that Ryan Braun was particularly surprising to me, but honestly, if they, and I hate to, I know this sounds like sacrilege, but if somebody told you that Cal Ripken used some sort of uh, PED to recover from injury so he could keep his consecutive game streak alive, would you be shocked? I wouldn't be shocked. So that's the, the second thing. Uh, the third thing is that there's always going to be guys doing it because the guys that are cheating are always a step ahead of the guys trying to catch them. They're always going to be more advanced than the people figuring it out. You don't know what to catch until the cheaters come up with something to do. So that's the other thing. Um, I'm not even sure where the line is anymore. You know, HGH is a weird thing. You know, HGH uh, can help you recover from injury. Um, I don't know why cortisone is okay to use. I don't know why surgery is okay and HGH isn't. Um, now, there's a difference between using HGH and a steroid to get bigger and stronger and HGH to get back from an injury. So I think that line is really blurry, and I think they're going to have to work on figuring out what that line is. Um And finally, uh, the thing that I want you to think about most importantly with this Ryan Braun thing, as I look at Twitter saying, shame on Ryan Braun and screw you and blah, 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 blah. And as I look at column after column from National Writer saying, shame on Ryan Braun, shame on Ryan Braun. I want you to look at football. I want you to look at basketball. I want you to look at hockey. None of them. Test for HGH. And I want you to ask yourself. How many athletes in football do you think are on PEDs? A lot. How many athletes in basketball and hockey do you think are taking PEDs to recover from injury, to get an advantage? You are crazy if you think they're not doing it. Crazy I want you to look at a picture of football players in 2013 and look at a picture of football players 20 or 25 years ago, and you tell me that there's not something else going on there besides nutrition and workout schedules. The other leagues are so afraid to test for HGH. The other unions are so afraid to allow testing for HGH because they know half the players are on it. And the minute the NFL starts testing for HGH, the minute you're going to start seeing how do you think those guys come back from injury so soon how do you think guys come back from torn biceps in four months how do you think adrian peterson comes back i'm not saying these guys specifically i don't know what they did but that's what's going on it's going on in every sport so the minute that you say shame on ryan braun for cheating and shame on a rod realize that sundays when you're sitting down to watch the nfl you're watching guys on peds in the nfl and you're watching them in the nba and you're watching them in the nhl and that it's just fact it's fact Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494 pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell of course today is the first uh, day of Eagles training camp and the other important thing the royal baby was born we're going to name the royal baby we're also going to talk about um, Eagles training camp we're going to talk about PEDs and the Phillies with you. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 10.15. On Sports Radio 94 WIP. 888-729-9494. CX Voice Line, pound 9494 in your AT&T and Verizon cell. I'm Spike Eskin. Coming up at 11.00. Uh, a couple of guests tonight but coming up at 11 uh grantland.com's jonah carey um i originally had scheduled jonah to come on and talk about the phillies which we will do uh but obviously discuss the uh the ryan braun ped situation as well uh that is coming up at 11 o'clock peter and Bethlehem, you're on 94 wip
2: Hi, I, uh, Spike. I, I, uh, was a spike considered for a baby name for the royal baby
0: uh, at all? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Am I a the Philadelphia sports figure? I guess I could be. Right? Do you want to call? Do you want to call the baby the royal baby Spike?
2: I, I don't see <laughs> any reason why not. You were <laughs> <learned> in <to>
0: Spike. <laughs> sure. Uh, the
2: Phillies. Yes. You know th- they've talked about this idea. This being the the last year for the the whole group to make a run at it. And you talked earlier about the odds. I see it at a poker game. What are the chances that the Phillies make the playoffs? You said it was 6%,
0: correct?
2: 6%. And then, it, then it's even lower if you consider what what are their odds of winning the World Series. What I'm saying is, if you know all this and you're playing a poker hand, you would never play that kind of hand. That, that, that's what I'm trying to say. So if they do, they're they are telling us that economics, or as David Montgomery calls it, inventory, it's more important than actually moving forward because let's face it. Not only do I see them not making trades, I see them re-signing Chase Utley, Roy Halliday, and Carlos Ruiz, and running this team out there for the next two years. Spike.
0: Well, I'll, the the point you make about a poker hand is very is. V- absolutely 100 percent right if this was a poker hand they would fold there was no way they would play this hand and the truth is is that uh when people it's funny when people look at risk and chance a lot of times they don't look at both sides of risk and chance and what they do is they look at the fact that they are only six games behind the braves but don't look at the fact that the phillies are not good enough to catch a team that's six games away you know it's just it doesn't they 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 don't look at the entire picture and i do i, I agree with you i think that If they do not make this move, it is one of, if they do not make moves at this deadline, they're, they're making one of two, two decisions. They're either telling you, A, they don't know what they're doing, or B, they don't really honestly care about winning, because your point is apt. Even if they are to make the playoffs, like, what would your, the ultimate goal with a team that you're spending this much money on is to win the World Series. And do they legitimately have a chance at winning the World Series? No. I mean, you know, they have a chance in that they play professional baseball. Baseball, but outside of that, um, it seems pretty unlikely to me.
2: It make and it would make Ruben Amara's job a lot easier. Just to, as we see, it's easy to sign guys and open up your paybook, paycheck book, but it's not as easy to identify young major league talent all, all, all around baseball and turn your valuable assets. Let's face it, you can get a lot for Cliff Lee and for Chase Utley and for Jimmy Rollins. I mean, now is the time. You cannot wait. The postseason. All they're going to do, Spike, is end up bringing in more aged veterans to replace Michael Young and Delman Young. That's all that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I didn't have a problem going into this year getting one year guys, you know, like I didn't not spending big on free agents I thought was sort of a a, a really, really smart move with this year but if you're not going to go if you're not going to continue that thought you know, if your thought was, we're going to give this core one more year to get it done, if that was the thought and you realize that that core is not getting it done, well then you have to make moves, you have to really be honest with yourself, be honest with your fan base. And when you, again, when you look at what the Cubs got for Matt Garza today, including you know, everybody wanted uh, Mike Ault last year. That was all anybody wanted. Is it, remember when they were talking about maybe trading yep. Cole Hamels? Well, you know, the, the Cubs went and got him, along with three other prospects for Matt Garza. And I'll tell you something, that Cliff Lee, you know, his deal is probably worth more, but Cliff Lee is a better pitcher than Matt Garza is, and, and maybe even worth more. So every moment that they sit on their hands waiting for this magical run that's never going to happen to happen is another time another day that they've wasted that they could have made that deal could have made I, a big deal like that
2: i just don't think they trust the fan base enough to move on they they, they want to curry to the fringe philly fan who have grown up the younger guys who only know this ryan howard chase suddenly and don't get me wrong this has been a winning organization and they won a world championship, and I'm not being an This is about business, about turning your assets over and not getting emotionally involved. Thanks, Mike.
0: Thank you. I agree with you. hundred percent agree. I yeah, I don't I, I I, I just think the other, the other wait around, the, the wait around for a miracle to happen. Is that a good plan? Is wait around for a miracle to happen? Wait, wait around for something that you know is unlikely to happen. Wait for that to happen. That, if that's your plan, um, if, and if that's the front office's plan, I'd be nervous. You know, they've had, they've had a lot of years of full stadiums, but you remember and I remember there were a lot of years when those state, when that Philly stadium was not full. You know, right now we compare the Phillies to the Eagles instead of comparing the Phillies to the Sixers because um, right now when the, when the Sixers suck, nobody talks about them. Nobody goes to games. Well, let me tell you something. You know, there used to be rules back in the day at this radio station that people weren't supposed to talk about the Phillies because nobody cared. Um and that was, for a, that was a large part of the 90s. It was even part of the 2000s that people did not care about the Phillies. There's so many games that it's easy to not care. Um, and, I, you know, I think it would take a couple of years of bad baseball to, to get to that point. But we're a year and a half into it. You know, we're a year and a half into bad baseball. Dan, you're a 94 WIP. How are you doing, Spike? I'm great. How are you?
3: Good. I talk about Jimmy Rollins. Okay. I, I just wonder why he's so underappreciated in this city. There are 22 shortstops in the Hall of Fame, and if Rollins has not great years, but two more decent years, which I'm sure he will entertainer, <laughs> yeah, he is okay. by far, by far the best of the three. Uh, he much better player now than my And I don't understand it. People, they're going to miss him so much. The guy is a Hall of Famer. And I, I just want to know what you think about that. That's my
0: opinion. Well, I think he's not a Hall of Famer now, but I do think of those three guys, he is the most likely to be in the Hall of Fame, just given his body of work, especially at his position, is more impressive than Otley's is. And of course, I think we can all agree that whatever track Ryan Howard was on to get to the Hall of Fame has sort of, right. you know, that, that's not going to happen. Um. Right. I so I think with four more years of solid play, five more years of solid play that Jimmy Rollins could legitimately be a Hall of Fame candidate and I, I think because of his health I don't think Utley will ever be and I do think that you know there's more short good hitting shortstops just there there aren't a lot of them and that's why he would be considered there. But I do understand that said and I do appreciate Jimmy Rollins. I do sort of understand why he's underappreciated, and I think that's part of his own doing. I, you know, I don't think that not running out ground balls is as big a deal as other people think, and I don't think the uh, the, the continual provocation of the fan base is that huge a deal, um, but I do understand why people don't treat him as well as they, they treat yeah uh, I,
3: I guess, but I think, you know, shortstop with 1,500 runs scored and 1,000 RBIs, which he will have... I think he's a great defensive shortstop. I don't think we should define his career by maybe 10 plays where he didn't run out balls. It's a little annoying, but I think you're missing the point if, if you say
0: things like he's an entertainer. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't agree with that guy at all. I, I that was the first call we had tonight. I, I sort of, um, there are weird sort of coded words people use for people. I don't, I, right. you know, I don't think that he's ever done anything. He's not Deion Sanders. You know, he's not, uh, he's right. not continually showboating or anything. I think he's got a different attitude than Utley has. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a I think you know, he'll go down as the best shortstop to ever play for the Phillies at least up until this point. Um and he uh he is one of the key players of the best era in Phillies baseball. If one I would one of the key players, you know. It is Chase, it is uh Utley and it is Howard. And I think th- I think that, you know, you know, you say you don't want 10 ground balls or 15 ground balls that didn't run out to define his legacy. It's weird because that's sort of what we do with athletes a lot of time is we pick moments to define their legacy. And unfor- I think that's fortunate sometimes. It can work positively sometimes and it can work negatively sometimes. You know, for Donovan McNabb, it's, it's the, the throw up in the Super Bowl and it's the air guitar. And the guy played great here for a decade and that's what it's whittled down to. Now, maybe some of that is his fault and some of that isn't, but you know, we do the same thing with great plays too. You know, we do the same great thing with Kirk Gibson's home run. You know, or, uh, you know what I mean? Like there, there are moments that define people for better or for worse. But I think Jimmy Rollins is one guy that when we look back on him, will probably have a better sense of how good he was than while he's playing. Um, I, I think. Agree. And go ahead. And
3: just one, one other thing he said, by the way, was we're the team to beat. And I think that was a very defining moment yes. in run. Yes,
0: absolutely. You know, his – thank you for the call, Dan. He, you know, his confidence in this team um, goes right along with – it's funny – It's that same gene. It's that same part of Jimmy Rollins that made him question this fan base that made him say that we're the team to beat. It's the same guy that has this, you know, sort of unwavering belief that they can win, that same swagger that, that made him question the fans and, and the way that the fans were treating the Phillies. It's that same thing, um, that made him say we're the team to beat, you know, and, and made him sort of not surprised when the Phillies, uh, come back and overtake the men. Gets, you know, in the last two weeks of the season, for two consecutive years, you know, that's all part of Jimmy Rollins, and I think that's it's that sort of stuff. You know, that's Jimmy Rollins is calling his shot. You know that—that's him pointing to the outfield and hitting the home run. Uh, what that was to Babe Ruth, that's sort of what what that was to Jimmy Rollins. And I think when we look back on Jimmy Rollins uh, with a, a a better perspective on Rollins, I think we'll probably have when well, we don't have to watch him not running out ground balls, we'll have a better idea of what Jimmy Rollins was than we do now. Um, do I have, should I set up Royal Baby here, or should I set up when we come back? You tell me, Dave Uram. Right now. The Royal Baby was born today, right? We have a Royal Baby. And uh, Dave Urem and I, the producer and I here, have decided that we want you to name the Royal Baby. But because we're in Philadelphia and on a sports station, we thank you, finally, we want you to name the Royal Baby the same name as a Philadelphia sports figure, past or present. What would you name the Royal Baby If your only choices were Philadelphia sports figures, players, whatever. And remember, the royal baby is going to be a name that you can't avoid. The royal baby is going to be worth a ton of money before he deserves it. The royal baby is going to have a ton of power before that baby is ready for it. There is going to be a shroud of secrecy around the royal baby. And I want you to think about all of these things. I want you to bring another topic, but Royal Baby, I'll ask you for a Royal Baby name. 888-729-9494. How 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Jonah Carey coming up at 11 o'clock. Your phone calls until then. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 1036.
1: After his Philadelphia's football station. This is the new sports radio. 94 WIP.
0: One of the most vocal critics of uh, Ruben Omar on the Phillies' front office, Jonah Carey of Grantland.com, coming up at 11 o'clock. We'll talk about what he thinks the plan of the Phillies should be. also talk about Ryan Braun's 65-game suspension. Um, and everyone's saying, shame on Ryan Braun. Excellency voice slide is uh, 888-729-9494, pounds 9494 on your uh, AT&T and Verizon cell. Um, we've been talking about the Phillies and how I think um, if they don't, make a bunch of trades they're they're essentially either telling you that they don't know what they're doing or they, they think that you're stupid you know, if you don't mind watching a team incapable of winning then that's fine also looking for your name for the royal baby we want you to name uh, of course if you're naming the royal baby of um of england then you should name it a philadelphia sports figure name it only makes sense but if you were to name the royal baby, and you have the history of Philadelphia sports, managers, players, whatever you want, what would you name that baby? Of course, we want you to have another topic as well, but I'll ask you for the royal baby name as well. Stan, you're on ninety-four WIP.
4: Yeah, so I don't, I do not subscribe at all to the to the theory of not trading. I, I, I think the Phillies. It, it's it's painfully obvious uh, to a fan who's watched them for fifty-two years that uh, they need to make changes, and I, I think that tonight. Uh, Jason Grilley uh, seriously injured his arm. Uh,
0: I heard about that. I didn't see it, but I heard yeah, it was pretty ugly.
4: It, it was pretty ugly is right. And uh, I, I, I also think that, that there may be an opportunity because uh. Boston and Pittsburgh have a rich farm. Uh, there's some players down there, a kid named Bell, who's an outfielder, Josh Bell, who uh, perhaps the police could get for uh, Papelbaum, but really does not appear like he's going to come back. At all. And I I also feel that uh, Cliff Lee, uh, as good a pitcher and a greatest pitcher as he is, uh, you know, from afar, he is not a big game pitcher. And he's going to be 35 next year. And I think that uh, if the Red Sox, we can get some good prospects, and we can. They have a very good farm system. If we can, I think they should trade.
0: Well, I, I agree with you and I disagree with you. I will disagree with you on the big game picture thing and I think if you look at uh, postseason stats are pretty good. You know, I, I think we make the mistake sometimes of looking at w- one or two games um, and it's pretty, you know, if it's a good thing, it's fun to define them that way, but if it's a bad thing, I, just, I think it's tough in baseball. I think uh, baseball is a thing that's best looked at from a bird's eye view and, you know, it, it's not always, it, it doesn't always work with the story. You know, it doesn't always work with the narrative that way, but I think sometimes it's better. But I do agree with you that if you agree... If we are to agree, if you and I are to agree that the problem is, is that the Phillies do not have enough young players that outplay their contracts and they need more young players that outplay their contracts, well, then the best way to do that is to A, draft well, which takes time, but B, to deal assets that have value. And when you look at the Phillies and their players and their veteran players and who might have value, you know... You're kidding yourself if you think guys like Rollins or Utley or Michael Young are, have serious value. Guys like Cliff Lee, he might have serious value. Um, but the other guys, those are, you know, you saw what they got for Pence and what they got for Victorino last year. There's not, there's no real value there. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing it to stockpile those guys and maybe you get lucky. But that's, that's not where you're getting top 50 prospects out of.
4: Well, I'll, I'll tell you something. There's a definitive need. They need an outfielder. No question about it if you study their their system, they need a corner outfielder uh, for the future, and there's a couple of them out there. Uh, one is a kid named Peterson, who most people agree is going to be a good ball player with the, with the Dodgers. And um, I think that uh, they also need a shortstop. Uh, they're going to need a shortstop, and people talk about, Yes, they have got a guy Galvis, but I'd like to see if they can get somebody really good. But again, this is my this is my opinion, and I just want to say one other thing because I go back. I actually played against your your brother when I was at, and or your father rather when I was at Washington. I oh wow. that, 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 that that there's no question that Mike Schmidt, I uh, watched baseball for a long time. He uh, he just an, a remarkable player, and I I don't think we're going to see anybody like him come through here for a long, long time. And also, goal was a hell of a shortstop. Not hitting-wise. Learned to hit, but... Uh, he could field, and he's pretty darn close to Jimmy Rollins as far as a
0: fielder. As right, said. right. I think that the combination with Jimmy Rollins, the reason that made Jimmy Rollins stand out, is he's such a, and he was an outstanding fielder, but also his bat. um, Even now, and honestly, he hasn't had a good year hitting. But even now, like you know, the last few years, which weren't you know the MVP years, but the last few years, his bat is is still is much above what what Boas was. But uh, uh, Boas no was pressure, a great defensive I, I, player, absolutely. Uh,
4: I just want to – I really do hope that Amaro – and I happen to like Amaro because I think that none of the prospects that they have traded, if you look very closely, none of them have done very much at all. There are a couple out there that uh-huh. might.
0: Yeah, Jared but, Kosar just threw a, a shutout the other night, so – Well, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know that.
4: But four of the, the kids that they traded – are not amounting to very much. Right, but that's...
0: Oh. a. I, I get your... Thank you for the call, Stan. I, I get your point, but that's not... You can't look at it that way. Because the guys that they have aren't doing that either. You know, that that that's not how you got to look at prospects. You, you just... With baseball, it's about quantity sometimes. Mike, you're on 94WIP. Hey, Spike,
5: how
0: you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Yeah,
5: you know, I'm listening to all these people. I mean... I agree with you. It, it all—it's all about your young talent. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. Our the youngest, our best prospect we have right now is is Jesse Biddle, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, and he's, a, he's, by the way, he's he's, he's uh, projected as like a number three starter. Like, he, you know, nobody's saying that this guy is, you know, he's not Steven Strasburg. You know, and right. he's one of their best prospects. But, you know, you, we're not talking about, they don't have guys in double and triple A that are top of the line prospects. They do have some good arms in single a and rookie ball mm-hmm. but um you know biddle is a nice prospect but he's not you know in a say he's not uh matt harvey um, yeah, right
5: exactly yeah. he's not proven yet i mean at now right now he's i think what do they have him at Reading?
0: yes he's at Reading, and his, his win loss record is is pretty bad but his the, the his real numbers are, are fine they're good
5: uh, yeah exactly well the same thing with pettibone you know he didn't have great numbers, but I, I'll tell you what I like the kid. I mean, he's held his own this year so far.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I keep waiting for Pettibone to blow up. yeah, yeah, and he never does. He I, does I never, man. yeah, I can't figure out. He, you know, what he reminds me of a little bit. He reminds me of remember Jay Happ's rookie year here. Yes. I would watch him and and say. Man, I don't know how he's getting anybody out. It just seemed like it's smoke and mirrors. And honestly, J. haps career after he was here sort of proves that the eye test. You know, there was something exactly. there was something right about the eye test. So, well, I
5: think, like, uh, you know, real quick. It's like I remember being like way back in the day when I was a little kid, like Marty Boystrom, when they called this guy up. I remember being a little a little kid watching you know that that run in September and yeah, he got one five and two down the stretch, you know. And and he says it to this day, Marty. Blesham. He he remembers pitching in at uh, Kauffman Stadium or whatever they call Kansas City now. He he still doesn't remember being there. <laughs> That's the best part of it. Like these young guys. Yeah. You know I mean? But hey, real quick, I got my uh, royal name for oh, you. Oh yeah.
0: What do you, what would you name? All right, if you were to name the royal baby, anyone in the history of Philadelphia sports, what would that royal baby name be?
5: I I got a, a combination of two guys that are <laughs> I'd like to think are uh, pretty good standout guys here in Philly. Okay. Uh, we'll go with that. Uh, Sir Charles Earl Clark. for Charles Barkley and Robert Earl Clark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Combining two. It's a little bit cheating, but you it's get, an English name, it's not but- English. It does sound English. You do get sir, and I give you points for creativity. So well done. (laughs) All right, Spike, man. Well done, Mike. Thank you, man. Uh, We are naming the royal baby, if the royal baby was named after. I didn't even uh, get. And, you know, the Sir Charles thing. You know what? Here's another reason why the royal baby and Sir Charles might be a good idea. First of all, there's the sir thing. Second of all, Charles Barkley always speaks the truth. Whether it behooves him or not, right? I mean he – and that's sort of like a kid, right? I mean little kid. Little kid comes up to you and little kid tells you you're ugly, then you are ugly. Little kid comes up to you, tells you you're fat, then you are fat. So uh, that's a good one. We are looking for a name for the royal baby but and you have everybody in the history of Philadelphia sports to choose from. Um, men smarter than me including the one coming up next, have said that Ruben Amaro has made mistakes. Is it all Ruben's fault? What should Ruben do from here? And what kind of deep doo-doo are the Phillies in moving forward? We will find that out from one man who knows. His name is Jonah Carey. He's next. Also taking your calls as well at 888-729-9494. My name is Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is... 1054.
6: Hey, Glenn Macnow here with an exclusive offer for my listeners from the great people at Fred Beans Family of Dealerships in Doylestown. This July, Fred Beans is showing his true colors. Now through July 31st, the Fred White and Blue Sale. Celebrate and save when you visit any Fred Beans location in Doylestown. The Fred White and Blue Sale features the lowest monthly payments of the summer. Thousands over book value for your trade. Zero percent financing for qualified buyers. And zero down on select vehicles. Shop vehicles from Ford, Lincoln, Mitsubishi, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Nissan, Hyundai, and Subaru. And I am excited to announce the newest addition to the Fred Beans family of dealerships, Doylestown Value Cars. Quality pre-owned vehicles starting under $5,000. The Fred White & Blue sale features the lowest monthly payments of the summer. The Fred White & Blue sale going on now at Fred Beans Family of Dealerships on Routes 313 and 611 in Doylestown, online at fredbeans.com. Nobody beats beans.
0: <sighs> you don't
6: need to wait for the weekend to have a good time.
0: Start your week with a party at
1: 4WIP.
0: I am Spike asking with you until 2 o'clock. Glad to be here with you. Glad. It's my pleasure. You know, I read a lot of sports. A lot, a lot, a lot. Spend all day doing it. Sometimes most of the evenings. I live a, live a very full, full, diverse life. Uh, but there are a few things that bring a smile to my face uh, more than when I see that one certain writer writes about the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, and that is Jonah Carey of Grantland, because I do believe every time I read something from Jonah about the Phillies, that I'll end up both shaking my head and laughing toward the end of